Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You know, it's still evolving. I'm not afraid to say that, that it's still evolving. Things started to catch on about two years ago. But it, it continues to evolve as I as I really settle into who I am. Um, and so it's in that sense it's fascinating to me because I sometimes I don't know where it's going because a lot of times business is about experimenting, seeing what the market needs and being able to adapt to that, but still having your your values and morals still intact and so my faith comes in because I didn't know where I was going I just kept moving just keep moving forward you know just keep moving forward Uh, just have faith in the process have faith in my maker things will work out as long as I have shelter and food I'm good (laughs) right (laughs) and so I'm yeah, so I'm I'm one of those type of learners that I if I don't want to do anything, I can be stubborn. I truly have to be backed in a corner in order to do it. So in order for me to become a business owner, a successful business owner, I really had to back myself in the corner. And when I say back myself in the corner, there were some some days and some months where I didn't know if I could make if if I can make payment on rent or mortgage or whatnot. And it was just like, Oh, <laughs> thank God I did <laughs> just yeah. in the nick of time. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that has grown my faith. How you did, how you did. That was the voice of Tamara Burkett. Now, before I get into the episode, I just want to share a few thoughts that I have on the coronavirus, COVID-19 and, you know, here it goes to me it's clear that this highlights the need for more flexible work from home options. You know, many can't afford to not go to work. I think it also highlights how little attention is paid to international students and or the homeless. I think it highlights how much compassion we need to have for our elderly, you know, our seniors. I also think it highlights the need for compassion in general. A lot of people and industries are losing a lot right now. Uh, and an event like this can drastically affect people. You know, just their source of income and just the way they even see themselves, honestly. And while there isn't a lot that we know beyond, you know, what we hear from the CDC or WHO, I think we should remember to be humans to each other. I think it's very important. We should remember to 
to understand that we all have needs and we need to learn I really hope the governments and institutions learn how to organize our structures so that it doesn't only benefit the privilege now I'm not coming at this from a, I don't know <laughs> Uh, a negative point of view I, I do think that this is an opportunity for us to grow But I do want to hold space for people Who might be feeling anxiety right now And I'm an eternal optimist So I, I believe that Whatever this is uh, And how, how long it lasts We will all get through But I want us to be Able to be there for each other I think moments like this Remind us that we do have Each other's backs Well, if we choose to So Let's do that, and uh, let's try and continue to use our differences to make a difference. If there's a time for that, it's definitely now. So, uh, <laughs> no easy transition for this, but to the episode. I, I love Tamara because uh, she is very resilient. She's one not to back down, and and as you hear in her story, she you know found inevitable ways to get to what her passion is, and you, you hear it in her voice, and you hear it in her story. And I hope that, you know, with the virus plus the story, you start to really reflect deep down within yourself and think about who you want to be. And if you're CEO of a company, what your company wants to be. If you're a president or a leader, what your country wants to be. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's guest is Tamara Burkett. Now, Tamara is a number one best-selling business author who fully believes in the power of story to motivate, inspire, and educate. By combining her own personal firsthand experience with her business expertise, she delivers compelling yet relatable interviews, online events, panels, meetings, and has been met with such rave reviews that she is basically going to educate you to find your voice today in the episode. And the thing that I love about Tamara is that, as I was researching her, is that she knows how to use her voice across several mediums. It's not just being on stage. It's, it's, you know, it's having conversations. It's making sure you're moderating. And it's also doing it online. So I'm eager to introduce you to the, the platform and the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Tyo, for having me. The pleasure is mine. And my interest in, in your work is, uh, I mean, it's not only just because we do similar things on stage. It's uh-huh. I'm fascinated how you got here because while looking at your your areas of expertise, I can see faith, I can see technology, and I can see how you you really took a leap of of just faith by jumping without the net appearing. But I don't quite know how the journey started for you. What, what was the beginning? Yeah, sure. So the journey really started in community advocacy. Um, I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and so I don't know if you know the statistics about being a person in color living here, but we're not known for a lot of positive things. So my passion really started with building community. How do I advocate for those who aren't able to stand up for themselves? And that's where my career began was in nonprofit community organizing and things of that nature. Um, so I have this strong uh, background in relationship building and having empathy for others and things of that nature. So as I was climbing up the corporate ladder, I understood that there was a need in the business world for somebody like me 
to help small business owners really build a connection with their customers. Uh, so I had this passion for starting my own business and I tried uh, several times through network marketing opportunities and I just I was not good at that at all. I just <laughs> bombed the whole way. No matter what I tried, it was not good. But I always felt that pull of starting my own business. And then the opportunity came up for me. Um, when at my last job, um, we lost a, a large contract and I was forced to either uh, do the same job with less pay in a different title or just go out on my own and just figure it out. And that was not my first time being laid off. I didn't want to start over again. You know, I have my master's degree and all that good stuff. So it was like, you know, either I'm going to do this on my own and build it from the ground up, or I'm going to go back into the corporate world and get a similar job and be faced with the same situation. So I told myself, this is the last time <laughs> I will be laid off. And <laughs> Just figure it out. Just really figure it out. I figured out my life up until that point. Why not figure out this business thing? You know, I, I knew there was a reason we connected. So I, you were laid up. I've been fired twice. And mm -hmm. each of those moments were pivotal moments in my career because it really forced me to come to terms with whether what I said I wanted to do is really what I wanted to do or whether I was really just looking for a safety net. You know, the idea of you have your health insurance, you have this, you have that, and mm -hmm. you have some stability. Right. And I found that in my most vulnerable moments, I, mean, I know the first time I got I got fired, I, I, I went to cry for a day and then I just got right back up and I remodeled my website and uh, focused on and everything I was doing now. And then the second time, mm -hmm. I really just launched my speaking career. Yeah. Uh, I'm, cur I'm curious about uh, what you learned about yourself during that last moment where you got laid off. Oh, you know, I am big on self-reflection. And so, you know, I'm one of those deep thinkers of thinking about everything that could have possibly gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do I take from that? What can I own from that experience? And then how can I turn it around? So there, there was a couple of days of kind of sulking and just having that pity party. I needed to get that out of my system. Um, but then I started to look at it from a different perspective. Like, now that I have this time, what do I want to do with this time? If I, if this was a perfect world, what would I, what would I do? And I always wanted to be a consultant. And again, I did not have the resources at the time. Um, <laughs> I did not know how to do it. But, you know, I can figure it out. I, you know, I'll figure it out. I have people who care for me. I have a decent support system. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know what, but let me try. Let me go at it. So, yeah. Uh, well, I suspect this is where you learned how to leverage technology for business success. Because, you know, in many parts of the world where technology is available, it does become this equalizer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So I did. So we had um, that's when Uber, I think Uber was around for a couple of years at that time in our city. And I said, you know what, if LS fails, I have Uber. So I looked at that. And then I was also during the, the 90s, 
I was paying attention a lot to what was going on online and how people were creating these ebooks and selling. And so I was one of the consumers, right? At that point, I was I was kind of afraid to jump in. Yeah. Uh, but I knew what was going on and I knew people were making money. And so, yeah, I was definitely I can leverage uh, technology. I can learn because there's YouTube and all these things out here. And that was part of me. Um, building that confidence saying that, you know what, I can figure this thing out. Okay. Okay. So now at this point in your life, we are at a, a place where you're in Wisconsin and mm -hmm. those that don't know, Wisconsin is, uh, is very, it's known for the Green Bay Packers cheese and yes. Yeah. And, uh, and yes. You know, <laughs> yes, I, I guess now and you said there wasn't a good reputation for uh, people of color. I don't know if, if that's right. still the case now. Yeah. But, it's Definitely case. Mm -hmm. Ah, and and so you as a as a woman of color, you're mm -hmm. at this pivotal moment in your life, and you decide that you are going to start shifting from being consumer of things that you enjoy and maybe were a little afraid of, mm -hmm. in, to actually being thought leader and practitioner of it. Mm -hmm. What was what was the first thing you did that sets you on the course for what you do now? Uh the first thing I did? Well, I jumped all in and started networking. So uh, I knew that networking was the key to finding clients, to marketing, getting the word out, and really learning, learning from others. That's true. Yeah. So right away, I started attending networking events. And so I needed a safe space to practice because I was jumping all in, didn't know what I didn't know. So I purposely started to network out in the suburbs. I did not start in the city right away. So if I bombed or made huge mistakes, <laughs> the people like the people that I made mistakes in front of or did something wrong, they wouldn't know me from other places. I was just like this new person, right? That didn't know <laughs> So I started networking out in the suburbs uh, and I was I was bad. I was one of those card pushers like, hi, this is my name is Tamara. I got this thing. You want to buy some? Here's my business card. <laughs> so I, I learned very quickly. That is not how you network. Right. Um, so but that was the first thing that I did. I went out, start networking, meeting new people. Um, I became more strategic about who I met and the questions that I asked. And I, I got a lot of support. There were people out there, small business owners who assisted me, who directed me to different resources, who connected me with other people who needed my services. And that was a totally different experience. I was like, wow, <laughs> I didn't well, know this existed, right? Yeah, support. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, this this is why I, I, I like uh, these type of conversations because if I'm reverse engineering what you're saying, mm -hmm. you need to learn how to put yourself out there, and mm -hmm. you were not good initially, but mm -hmm. through practice, through practice, you started to see that okay, I can you know I can be better here. This is a safe environment in the suburb. I'm seeing mm -hmm. what I'm doing here that's not good. I can see what I'm doing here that's working, and then mm -hmm. you start to find other people that maybe you could either learn from or I guess create your own sense of community. And mm -hmm. then what happened? 
And then um, I was given uh, different opportunities. I was given opportunities to um, be a co-author for a book. Uh, I was given opportunities to speak and I was not ready for these things. So there was this direct correlation to personal growth and then the professional growth and then the opportunities I was being given. And all these things were happening and I was maturing and, and just looking back on my career in, in nonprofit and things, that's when I discovered like, I, I can learn all these different skills and do these things and become this person that, you know, I was waiting for, for the corporate world to give me access to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I saw that as I began to grow that, my income grew, like my revenue <laughs> increased as well. And I just got really obsessed and I really, I began to enjoy that experience. Yeah. 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 And I, <laughs> when you started to enjoy the experience, I, I, I started to, uh, I guess, pick up on the fact that you, you love wings and praying. <laughs> and <laughs> wings. <laughs> Wings and brain. And now for the for the audience, that's that's an inside joke. One of her 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 speaking topics is starting a business on a wing and a prayer. Yeah. Uh, and I, where I'm going here with this is is your your strong faith, right? A and mm -hmm. the idea of finally executing. Because up until this point, you you're trying a few things. You're you know you're speaking here, writing here, co-authoring here, mm -hmm. doing all these. But when Tamara Burkett becomes a business. Number mm -hmm. one best-selling business author, who mm -hmm. is now teaching people how to use story when she was just figuring out her story. Mm -hmm. What you know? How you? What happened? What was that? Is it two thousands? Was it in two thousand ten? What business did you start, and how did you start to really pick up a client base that was consistent with what is your true north? You know, it's still evolving. I'm not afraid to say that, that it's still evolving. Things started to catch on about two years ago, but it, it continues to evolve as I, as I really settle into who I am. Um, and so it's, in that sense, it's fascinating to me because I, sometimes I don't know where it's going because a lot of times business is about experimenting, seeing what the market needs and being able to adapt to that, but still having your, your values and morals still intact. And so my faith comes in because I didn't know where I was going. I just kept moving, just keep moving forward, you know, just keep moving forward. Uh, just have faith in the process, have faith yeah. in my maker things will work out. As long as I have shelter and food, I'm good. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, yeah. I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm one of those type of learners that I, if I don't want to do anything, I can be stubborn. I truly have to be backed in a corner in order to do it. So in order for me to become a business owner, a successful business owner, I really had to back myself in the corner. And when I say back myself in the corner, there were some some days and some months where I didn't know if I can make if if I can make payment on rent or mortgage or whatnot. And it was just like, oh, <laughs> thank God I did <laughs> just yeah. in the nick of time. Right. Yeah. Um, and that 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 has grown my faith. 
that, and that, that is growing your faith, that is growing your business, mm-hmm. that, is, that is growing your sense of resolve. But it's also, it's also growing your story, which your story, as we know, is your mm-hmm. testimony. You know, your story yeah. is your testimony and it's what you use to motivate, inspire and educate. But I, yeah. do get a lot of, I do get a lot of people in, in the audience who tell me that they don't think they have a powerful mm-hmm. enough story and they might be dealing with, you know, stage fright, nerves, or just maybe a form of self-sabotage in, in, in any shape or form. Mm-hmm. What would you tell that person who is trying to figure out their story right now and how to mm-hmm. tell that to a wider audience? What are the steps that they can take? I would start by just telling people in your one-on-one meetings and conversations. The more you talk to people about it and you get their feedback or reaction to it, you'll be able to identify what stories really resonate with people. Um, And then, you know, you have a variety of different stories in different situations. And depending on who you're talking to or what the subject of the speeches or whatnot will depend on the story that's appropriate, but you won't find out unless you, you tell your story. Um, and the more you tell your story, the better you get at it. And we all, uh, we've all had the same basic human feelings, right? The situations may have been different and played out differently, but we've all experienced pretty much the same emotions. That's what it means to be human. So to be able to understand that and just not be afraid, just, just know that you will not die from embarrassment. I haven't died from embarrassment. And so I've gotten very good at just putting myself out there and just seeing what sticks and (laughs) being able to measure that and knowing that the more I go and I practice and I put myself out there, the better I get. Well, I think that's important to highlight the idea Mm -hmm. of your one-on-one conversations being uh, training for what yeah. you could do on stage or even on a, on a panel. It's because yeah. you talk almost every day. Anyone that, that has the ability to talk, talks mm-hmm. or communicates in some shape or form, whether it's, right. you know, you know, your body or, or, or your body language or your nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that always happens is someone is asking you a question, you're sharing your point of view, you're sharing a take, or there's a voice in yourself that you recognize and that's not being let out. And so, you can start to garner feedback from yeah. your one-on-one conversations and to see how you can implement that on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it's a different thing when you start to figure out how to organize that on, on, you know, in a speech. Because I think some people are really good at talking. Mm-hmm. Organizing that to make sense in a cohesive format is Absolutely. a different beast. So how did you do that? Well, uh, I, you know, I, I did seek help. So, you know, I, I have people, I have a, a business coach that assists me. Um, I do read. I do a lot of reading. And I, I look for things that I resonate with. I, I look for the flow of the story and the language and the tone. And I pick up on the things that I like and understand what makes storytelling or that story or that book powerful. And I try to replicate that. And I do that first through writing my blogs, you know, and see how that resonates with people. And then I do it through, uh, through speaking. And so I'm a person that enjoys conversations. 
I, I enjoy that when I'm I'm watching a video um, and then I enjoy facilitating conversations. So I like to think of of my speech of I'm, I'm having a conversation with someone and not talking at an audience. And that helps me to identify uh, the story and the flow of things so that mm-hmm. it so that people are engaged. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, even if you look at stand-up comedy, uh, stand-up comedy or any of preachers, uh, mm-hmm. there's a through line, right? You know, every right. Sunday, you know, whether they're following a themed week or something, there's a main point that they're trying to get to, and it's really about seeding in the the uh, the, ha- the Hansel and Gretel uh, breadcrumbs for mm-hmm. you to get to, to get to the you know the final destination, and your job as the speaker, as the consultant, is to get mm-hmm. your client to that desired result. Yeah. You have to be able to first help them see where they are first. And yeah. huh. that's it. That's it. That's very interesting. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. you obviously. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Mm-hmm. Identify the need. Mm-hmm. You saw the need for a community. You became part of a community, then went on to form and create your community while building and leveraging, you know, technology for success. You know, whether Absolutely. it was, yeah, whether it was whether you had to be creative, you know, with Uber or different things, you you knew that this is the clear path. I want to do this, but I'm going to find a way to make money. Mm-hmm. Then the you then highlighted the need for fate. I guess the importance of fate to you. The, mm-hmm. the the thing that I do here, and this mm-hmm. is me as as a as a Christian and talking, I've always heard this. It's that faith and business can't mix. That keep it outside of my, my my business, keep it outside of my school, keep it outside of everything you do. How do you navigate that challenge? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting. I I do try to keep a separation to a certain extent. So when they say you shouldn't mix like religion and business or whatnot, that means that I'm not coming to you, um, you know, in the business sense, talking about my faith and religion, but it does come up. And when it comes up, I will allow it to, to come up. And it's usually the client or it's um, my, my peer that says something that initiates the conversation. So I do have boundaries in terms of, you know, if it comes up, 
where is the where do I draw the line in in what we get into um and who initiates it so as long as I'm not initiating the conversation I feel like it's okay that we have we have that conversation if we have a spiritual conversation or if you want to talk about it then let's go there um and I find that happens quite often but you know for me it, it really does depend on that person and whether or not I feel I can discern that they're a safe person to have this conversation with. Um, But it can mix because that's where my values come from is, is from my faith. So there are some things that's going to intertwine and that's, what's beautiful about having your own business is that you get to decide where to draw those lines. And boundaries are important for you to set them. So are there clients that you would say, you would say no to? Yeah, I mean, there are clients that, well, there are people that come to me that aren't a good fit, you know, and sometimes it it has to do with their their energy. We're not vibing. If we're not vibing, I know I can't help you to the same to the extent that you need the help, and I'll refer you to somebody um, that I that would be a better fit. But yeah, I. I turn, I've turned clients down. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, have you? I'm sure you have. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, I, for me, I, I think it's important. I, I Boundaries are not only good on the personal level, but on the professional level. You know, self-care is something that I am a big proponent of. And if you're not in a healthy state of mind or if you're being forced to go outside of what you consider to be your values, your core values, yeah. I think you, you can get into trouble. And it's, yeah. you know, it's... Yeah, it's tough when you're starting out initially. I, I remember those days. And, you know, but I, I think ultimately, like you said, you need to be happy with who you are. And self-awareness plays a big deal into that. So Absolutely. And then, you know, that you did an interview with, oh, what is her name? Uh, Jenkins Scott. She talks about the, the oh, responsive yeah. leader. And she talked about being ready to pack your bags. Yeah. Yeah, and that really resonated with me because if there's anything that is in conflict with with my morals or my values and I'm and I have to make a decision, I need to be ready to pack my bags, right? I need to be ready to move on. Um and so there has been situations where I've been tested and and I had to let that go, but my faith allowed me to do that knowing that there is something bigger or better or something that's better suited for me around the corner. Yeah, no, I agree. agree. But okay. So with you though, Tamara, I, mm-hmm. I know your, your business is ever evolving, which is part of the beauty of what you do. Yeah. If someone, someone listening to the podcast is, is thinking, well, I really like your vibe. I like what you're, you're saying. What do you tell them is your area of expertise if they want to work with you? So my expertise is, is Evolves around revolves around the CRM system, which stands for Customer Relationship Management. It's a software. I help people leverage that so they can have deeper and more connected relationships with their network. Uh, so if you're that person that attends networking groups and you collect huge towers of business cards and you're not <laughs> Using those business cards, those people are slipping through. You're not reaching out to them. I would be 
the person to uh, help you create a system using software so you can stay connected to those people. What? Well, so uh, that is okay because I've, I've done too many networking events. Yeah. And I've collected, I've collected cards and I've given out cards. And then I know deep down, oh, gosh, I'm not going to email. I don't know how am I going to email this because then mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm going to dry cleaning I I just see all these business cards and and they're tucked away in the in the pocket of of my suit and I'm saying to myself ah yeah gosh I was did I forget that what happened what mm-hmm. what's the best way to make sure you stay on top of those dids? Yeah, so when I look for a system for a small business owner or a solopreneur, the number one thing I'm looking to eliminate is data entry for you. So to be able to take your business card and quickly put it into a system or a format that you can easily start to reach out to them, whether it's on LinkedIn and things like that, that's the first barrier that people have. So that's what I'm looking for. So one of the things I tell people um, is to look for uh, a way to capture that card, whether it's through, there's there's a software called uh, CamScan where you can take a picture of the business card and it'll either be directly sent to your email or it can be sent to your CRM or contact management system. Um, so that's the first thing you have to do. That's the first barrier you need to eliminate. Um, and then the second barrier is really taking a look at how quickly can you reach out to that person and say, Hey, we met here or Hey, let's schedule something. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's usually part of my conversations. If I'm out networking with people, with someone and I really like them and I want to get to know them. It's, you know, let's schedule a connect. Let's schedule a coffee. Let's get some designated time calendared. So either we're doing that right then and there, or it's a commitment that that is our next step. And I email them right away. What's a good follow-up system? You know, yeah, sometimes people don't respond. How, how often should people follow up? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. So I like to reach out to people at least a good three times before our, uh, before I archive them. And that my how I archive people is maybe different from what you would as a podcaster and also as a coach. So I reach out to them because, you know, people get busy, right? So I reach out yeah. to them right after we, we connect and say, hey, want to reach out? Let's get something scheduled. Maybe they don't respond to me that time. And so I can email them again, or maybe I can go to a social media platform. Maybe they respond on LinkedIn. So I'll go to LinkedIn, right? I'll do a connection request and say, hey, you know, we met at this networking event want to reach out to you let's schedule some time to connect I have you know and then I give them a reason why it can be you know I can connect you to someone I may have a referral for you or want to introduce you to someone or whatever the case may be but having a reason why they should connect with me will definitely prompt them to reach out and if they don't do that do it that second time I'll reach out to them a third time 
And that can be, you know, depending on how bad I want to connect with them and meet with them, that can be a phone call or that can be another email or that can be a different social media platform. It really does depend on one, if I already know the type of relationship I want to have with this person. So if they're uh, a potential lead or if they're a center of influence, I won't chase down somebody that's a potential lead because if they don't respond to me the first or second time, then they're, they're not a hot lead. (laughs) Like they're not qualified. Right. Right. But somebody that's a center of influence, meaning somebody that they have the connections that you want to get close to, whether it's my ideal client, they have, they're well connected or they're connected with other center of influences that can provide me with other opportunities. Those people, I will continue to reach out to every blue moon, knowing that one of these days they're going to respond to me because <laughs> I keep reaching out to them. <laughs> so they're going to get curious and they will respond to me. And that's, that's one of my sweet spots. It's just, I like the energizer bunny. I just keep going. So basically have a goal, right? Have a goal in mind before you reach out to someone. There's nothing, well, there are very few things that are more annoying than someone just saying, hi, we met. And then you're wondering, okay, what's, well, okay. What what is the goal? I mean, I don't know what you want. And that's, I think that's also another way to really network effectively, to just know what you're, you're trying to get from the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's important to know, and that's where the strategy, a networking strategy comes in, is knowing that who you want to meet, what different roles do you need people to fill for you in your business, um, and then when you reach out, you you should be creative in terms of it's not always hey how you doing I'm over here we should meet, but it's providing them with you know, an article or something that you think will benefit them. It's keeping the conversation going is, is truly what it is. And you can do that in, in a variety of different ways with different tools and different platforms. And when, when you get creative and master that it's, it's super easy to get people to respond to you. What are some of those tools that you use? So a couple of tools that I use, one is I use a scheduler. Um, so when I ask someone to, to meet with me and whatnot, I usually have a schedule link and that way they can jump on my calendar and schedule what time that's appropriate for them. And another advantage to having a scheduler is that now they're in a workflow that will confirm the meeting. Um, that will remind them of the meeting and also thank them after the meeting has taken place. So those are extra touch points that are happening without me doing anything. Um, and I love that. <laughs> I love that about having the schedule because you're automating that 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 piece of relationship building. Um, so that's one tool I use. Again, a card scanner, uh, a, a app that can scan business cards that I can link to my CRM or there are some CRMs that actually comes with a card scanner. So you don't have to manually enter in that information. Um, So those are two really good tools that I strongly suggest people have. 
Okay. Scheduling tools, follow-up mm-hmm. tools. And I'm trying to think on top of my head if I if I know a few. I know there are there are, there are certain email ones that remind you of you know when to follow up. And if anyone's listening, you can you can Google that. But I don't know if you know any name off the top of your head. But always mm-hmm. look up schedulers. I think I think those are good things because you know, they can get ahead of you. Yeah, and that's a feature that you want to look for in a CRM. If you know you are bad with follow ups and you need reminders. That's a feature that you want to look for, um, whether it's you need to automate your reminders or whether the system will all Im- automate them for you. That's something that you definitely need as part of your, your CRM. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I, 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 want, I want to circle back to your, your personal um, life here. So mm-hmm. being a person of color in today's mm-hmm. world and a woman of color at that, Mm-hmm. There have been certain narratives. You alluded to that, uh, you know, with, with being in Wisconsin. Yeah. What are some of the things that you have done to make sure that, you know, I guess the world at large doesn't tell a narrative that erases your identity? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked the tough questions. <laughs> you, and you just came with it like, bam. Okay. <laughs> so... There are some things that, you know, I really do my best to show up authentically on digital, in digital space, and also um, in person. And I work hard to represent who I am, how I think. And, you know, even with the book, I do those things. So I really make sure that no matter what I do in my business and in my personal life, it's the same thing. And I'm being, I'm being real, right? Sometimes we wear masks to hide who we are. And I feel like when, when I do that, I kind of um, diminish my power. Right. Yeah. So I, I work hard to show up authentically, no matter if I like it or not, um, or whether it's me being vulnerable in things. Of course, there's some, again, some boundaries with that. But for me, it's really about showing up authentically and speaking up for myself, no matter if I feel awkward about it or not, you know, because those things are important, right? And I want to make sure that people are uh, are soliciting not soliciting but you know they're seeking me out for who I am so then I I don't have to put out put on that facade um and so yeah that's definitely something that I'm working on every day yeah yeah Yeah. it's making making sure that you always know who you are, and you keep that, uh, I guess, top of mind because the world sometimes will try to put you in boxes. And if yeah. you're not, if you're not, you know, affirming who you are, and even sometimes announcing who you are without apology, it's, uh, it's, you know, it, it, you can start to erase your identity um, yourself. But it can a, be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing that you also represent, though, is that others are starting to see themselves in you just because yeah. of the amazing, amazing work you do, and. Mm-hmm. I think it was, um, who's this? I think it might have been Maya Angelou or or someone who said, I, you know, um, I, I don't come as one, I come as 10,000, something like I'm butchering mm-hmm. the quote. And mm-hmm. 
it's that recognition of just understanding that you represent a whole lot, which can be a burden sometimes for some people. But I, mm-hmm. I think that I think that you uh, you're ready to take the mantle. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I a, a lot of times, you know, I have to draw strength from my ancestors and the people who came before me to understand that I'm just a piece mm-hmm. of of history, something that's going to continue on. And I need to represent who I am and my family and my culture. And sometimes it can be, it can be intimidating to do that when, when you're the only person of color in a sea of folk. Right. Yeah. Uh, And, and so just to be able to stand on that and do that regardless, you know, is is really important. Mm -hmm. For for those listening to some of the self-care routines that I, you know, i I, I know I go to therapy, I meditate, I have a community of people. I mm. make sure I practice my hobbies, you know, yeah. things that I, I love to do and, and, and bring me joy yeah. and just continuous, continuously doing that. And I don't punish myself for feeling a certain way. I, I've learned how to feel whatever I'm feeling and then, you know, saying, okay, I see you. I yeah. feel you, but this is not the truth about myself. And right. Then, you know, and then you pick yourself back up. It's a, it's just a it's a mental practice, but you know yeah. something that can be done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are your hobbies? I'm just curious. What just if you can share? <laughs> sure, absolutely. This is a conversation. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I love um, uh, reading, and writing for sure. I mean, I'm a nerd, but then I working out, traveling. So I do a lot of uh, you know, boxing, weights, or whatever any of those type of things. Uh, and I really like putting myself in a position where I am the stranger or the mm-hmm. different person, you know, you know, I always mix or even the minority in some way. So I'll just mm-hmm. go to a room or a place. I live in New York city and I'll just, mm-hmm. you know, you sit in a room and you just listen and then you, you ask questions. Mm-hmm. And the way that I came about all these hobbies besides sports, sports is my first love. So that was just mm. something <laughs> is okay. I, I, I sat down early, um, you know, a few years ago and I, and I, really reflected on what my five core values are. You know, it's compassion, mm-hmm. curiosity, you know, connection, and, and, and making sure, and joy, courage, courage and joy. Mm-hmm. So I put down those five values and I made a plan to intentionally live out those values every day. And so mm-hmm. what is compa- compassion is connecting to, to other people's suffering and making sure that I, yeah, I'm able to really understand where they are and, and, and really help uh, hold space and having that compassion for myself as well. And then courage is doing something that I'm scared of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's necessary. Connecting is connecting to myself, connecting to the world, and, mm-hmm. and and with joy, it's that sense of inner peace of of being who you are. And so, mm-hmm. I, the more I practice that, I find myself in different environments. It just sort of leads me to reading more books, listening to more podcasts, interviewing people like you. And yeah. so, it's a uh, it started start with my values, then mm-hmm. I was able to create boundaries, and then I just you know started to do that. Oh, that's pretty cool. I tried boxing. You I haven't done roller derby, so, you know. You oh, yeah. Roller derby. That's that's the business. I uh, <laughs> I had my name picked out and everything. My name was Black Ice. I oh. tried out. All right. All right, <laughs> Black Ice. my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, 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 
how can people find out more about you, black guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go to my website. It's TamaraBurkett.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, very active on LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay. Okay. We'll make sure I put the, those links in the show notes. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with? Well, I would just want them to really go to your website and check you out because oh. you have impressive things on your website. I went there, I was talking to you for a little bit and I said, wow, I want to make sure that the audience, your audience know who you are and what you do and how you help change makers just become global leaders. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Very selfless of you. But <laughs> but we're going to play this ping pong of compliments here because you, you're amazing. And the final question I always ask my guest is, is my mission statement reframed as one. And, and I, know, I know you listen to a few podcasts. So my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. So how do you, Tamara, use your difference to make a difference? Um, I use my dif- I use my difference to make a difference really by educating people and helping them become better business owners and making sure that they, they reach that, that pinnacle of success that they want. Helping them to become better business owners. Okay. Look at that. I love that. That's incredible. Well, I, I know you're welcome. You're welcome. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Really. It's been a real pleasure just getting into uh, your story and, and understanding what makes you you. So thank you for spending time with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. The pleasure is mine. Until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and gender nonconformists, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.